All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in. Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. My name is... And I'm joined today by, as always, by Stephen Reyes. How you doing today, Stephen? <laughs> Tell them the men in black sent you. Yes, that's right. Did, did you hear that? Did you hear the goat? <laughs> the goat? You didn't hear it? I went... Oh, no, no. Oh, you didn't hear it. it <laughs> on my end, it went, my name is, and all of a sudden, it, uh, it like, cut off. And then it was like, and this is episode. And I was like, uh, what just happened? Right, because I played the goat noise. That's funny. Never mind. <laughs> that, never mind. But, yes, tell them the man in black sent you. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny, that was a funny movie. When he's like, tell them, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I messed it up. Uh. So oh, you you killed him. Race. You killed him, didn't you? Uh, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, it's like watch me go, buddy. I could have hit someone. Boom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you and me. When we get back. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everyone listening, my name is Matthew. I was just kidding with the goat sound. I just have it in front of me. And I thought it'd be funny, but it wasn't funny because Steven didn't even hear it. But it's all good in the hood. No, not too uh, All right. <laughs> but uh, how you doing today, Steven? I, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, good. Emily and I's uh, seven-year anniversary is coming up on Friday, so we're just uh, getting some things for each other, some last-minute uh, gifties and uh, snackies and stuff like that. And, nice. Uh, Having our date night tomorrow because Friday we are going to Disney World Nuh-uh. in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, huh? That's crazy. We are. So we won't have time to uh, do anything so fancy <laughs> for our uh, actual anniversary. But on Thursday, on Thursday, that's that, that's where we're going to do it. We're going to do a, do a fun date night. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. How are you doing, Matthew? Good, good. Yeah, me and Tori's anniversary is also coming up soon, uh, November 5th, uh, which is next week, I believe. Yeah, the 5th of November is when um, oh, nice. is when we, we celebrate our 14 years together. That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Pretty, pretty, it's crazy. pretty crazy. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but uh, we're, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> But yeah, everyone's celebrating anniversaries over here. That's cool. Go us. But, Look at us go. But yeah, so I, I'm also going to Disney uh, on Friday. So I wonder if I'll see you there. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, wow. Just what kidding. I think you're staying with me. So <laughs> I am staying with you. Please let me stay with you. <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Get back to me. <laughs> Oh, 
but yeah, we have a lot of geek stuff to talk about uh, over here. We have, of course, Black Adam came out last week. We have the Andor series. We have a bunch of trailers from Marvel that dropped within the last few days. And then, of course, some DC news. Of, and if you want to jump around throughout the podcast, the time codes will be below, as always. So, Stephen, do you want to get straight into it? I certainly do, Matthew. Okay, then. So, let's get into Andor, Episode 8. All right, so... The yeah, so the last episode we see Cassian is being sentenced to six years in prison after a run in with the wrong Imperial trooper. He's uh, he keeps saying, Oh, I'm a tourist, I'm a tourist, I'm a tourist, but it doesn't end up working out for him. He ends up get being sentenced to Narkina 5, I believe it's called Narkina 5, and shipped to a prison, an ocean prison complex that looks a bit like the raft, um, from, from Marvel, of course. And mm. there is when he meets, uh, he meets his, uh, I forget what they're called, the, the unit manager, I believe, uh, who's Kino Loy, who's played by, he's played by Andy Serkis, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and this is, of course, mm-hmm. Andy Serkis' second time in Star Wars, first of all being Supreme Leader Snoke. But of course, it, you can't really tell <laughs> it was him when he was playing Snoke. But uh, he did voice Snoke, which is pretty cool. And there's like a bunch of different stories going on in this one episode. Like, for example, that's the main, main part of the episode is Cassian being sentenced and then going to the, the raft, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it the raft. Um, And then this kind of the other stories going on, we got Bix taking care of, of Cassian's foster mother and then also being caught and... She's trying to find Cassian, but then because she's doing that, uh, she ends up being caught by De- Dedra. Deja, I believe her name is. Deidre. Deidre, yeah. yeah. She, she's caught yeah. and on Ferrix. And so that happens there. We don't see what happens after she gets caught, of course, and gets put in the chair. And then we got Luthen on his own mission over here talking to Saul Guerrera, which, of course, if... You're familiar with Saw Guerrero because of Rogue One, but also he's right. a he's a very big player in like the Rebels and Clone Wars as well. I believe he might be in the Bad Batch. Uh, but yeah, Saw Guerrero is like the he's a dangerous leader. He's brutal and he doesn't really hold back, and that's what kind of puts him at odds with the other Rebel alliances, especially Luthen, because. Saw kind of goes too far when it comes to things like he doesn't he doesn't care about the innocent blood he just wants to take down the empire at any means necessary so we get that storyline going and then what else we get Val Vel which I guess you can kind of call the same storyline as Bix's because they're kind of they're both on Ferrix but uh, she's over there not wanting to kill Cassian like she was ordered to do because she just doesn't want to do it again because he helped right. he helped her escape and um, during their mission. But yeah, so that's kind of the breakdown of what happened in this episode. What were your thoughts, Stephen? Well, to start off, having the um, the rebels or having the prisoner prisoners doing that kind of um, raft looking mm-hmm. um base 
and it's it's very disturbing as far as how many people are there when Andor looks down and he sees the flights of like how many flights up he's at yeah. and how many like rows of people are going down 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 it's just it's un it's unending they're going to keep finding reasons to put you in jail they're going to keep finding ways to raise your sentence even though you've done nothing wrong just because they have an inkling that you might be working for the Rebel Alliance or that you support them. And that in my in itself just seems ridiculously unfair. And we know what happens, but watching it happen, like watching it unfold in front of us like this, it's disturbing because yeah. that's all the casting was doing. He was just getting adjusted to being a prisoner of the, of the, of the Empire. And to, to just lay over and just let life kick you in the face like that, like, he, and I know that he wasn't a part, like, fully a part of the Rebel Alliance, and I get that, but the fact that you've, you've gone, you've gone so low to first helping them, to then being like, alright, I'm just gonna lie back and let the, the Empire do what it will to me. He just gave up. He didn't even yeah. care about trying to, to, get out or to, like he has right. family and friends on the outside that he could have tried to help. Like freaking Bix right now is in a very interesting situation where it looks like she's gonna get tortured for information that she does not have. So, I just, I feel like there should be more urgency with him, but he he just he just doesn't care anymore, and it sucks because I feel like. I need to be seeing more of Andor and like his his raising of urgency. And it doesn't seem like that's happening. In the eight episodes that we've seen so far, it doesn't seem like he's putting his best foot forward. He's kind of just letting things happen. And things are happening around no. him. And in in his defense though, he doesn't he doesn't He's not aware that the Empire is looking for him, you know? So if he was, he probably would have tried to get his his foster mother out faster and Bix and, of course, everyone he cared about. But he has no idea that the Empire is looking for him. Uh, so that's... I, you could give him a little bit of slack, but I guess <laughs> he's not really taking the... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, he's just letting shit happen to him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird, honestly, and I want to be able to enjoy this series more, but I feel like it's starting to, it's starting to get away from what the first three episodes were, and maybe it was a fluke. Maybe the first three episodes being back to back to back really helped make it what it was. Like I really did enjoy the first three episodes because it felt like one, like one flowing uh, story. Between the three of them, they, it all meshed together. So it could have been one episode, one, one very long episode, but it was three episodes, okay? And then you go from that to mm-hmm. these next episodes where the next two episodes are you just, you running away, you're on this planet, and you're planning to attack this base to get the uh, to get the moolah, to get the money, um, the dinero. <laughs> you, you're, you're planning that for two <laughs> episodes, and I was like, all right, it's going to get great, though. And then they finally get the episode going. When they finally pull off the heist, 
and it was really cool. Certain spots are iffy for me, but then the next episode, Cassian just running away from his problems, and they're all looking for him, and he gets caught for the, for something stupid that he didn't even do, and now he's in prison. He's just keeling over and dying. Like I know that he's gonna turn to the Rebel Alliance soon, at some point down the line. It's just. I feel like I need to see more fight in him because he's just letting everything happen and just I don't know. I'm more interested in I'm more interested in Mon Mothda's um uh storyline in this series oh, right. than I am with yeah. Andor's storyline. And that's the it's other story that was going on during this she, episode. Yeah. Yeah, and she's playing the long game. Like she's so strategic. She's so smart and you you hear those those the the mentions of Emperor Palpatine and how like they want to raise the orders so that more the the bigger punishments come from those who defy the the, the Empire and Mom Moth was like well how how many laws do we have to make before it's too much and everyone's like well if you aren't uh, if you aren't doing anything wrong you have nothing to worry about but I'm like okay to an extent whatever but the Empire they Put, they detained somebody in Andor for doing nothing just because they suspected him of doing something. Now, he did do something bad, but they didn't know that. <laughs> they just looked at him and were like, you look suspicious. Are you with those guys? No, I'm not. Detain him. What? <laughs> Three years in prison. What? <laughs> yeah, like, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And while there are some cool Easter eggs in this series, like, there weren't that many Easter eggs to begin with. And it felt very cool because it was grounded and it felt like there was a lot of story to be told and it didn't have to rely on what we had known about the Star Wars universe. And now it seems like they're relying on it a little bit too much. Like the politics and the um, the references, the Easter eggs, all this stuff, they're kind of like relying on that stuff. and. I don't know about you, but I can barely understand what the hell they're talking about most of the time in um, in those like political rooms. Like I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm just gonna keep watching and hope for the best. But I'm just really hoping these next, let's say nine, ten, eleven, twelve, four episodes can just smash the season out of the park and make it worth it. Because you started off strong, it got a little weary, and then it came back with a really strong episode, and then it's just becoming like. I'm not gonna lie to you. I almost fell asleep watching this episode because it was Nuh-uh. it was no action, really. No, I don't know. I, I almost fell asleep watching the episode because there was like really no action. It was all just talking, sitting around, doing nothing, and it was the Empire just continuously just chasing down people and people just running away. But I'm not saying it was a boring episode. I'm just saying it just there needed to be more happening. At the same time, less happening, like less of certain things happening, but more other things. So I'm just hoping that they can figure that out in the next four episodes. But I have hope, considering they have a season two coming out, there has to be something worthwhile in the next four episodes to make it uh, worth giving it another season. So right here we go. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I hope, I mean, I think the next, uh, well, this episode and the next two episodes will be similar to the second set of three episodes when they're doing the mission to to steal the payroll where now it's going to be yeah. Cassian trying to break out of prison the next couple episodes so 
Yeah, and that's what the creator said as well, is that the the next few episodes are kind of together in the way that the payroll episodes were. And then, of course, there's going to be the finale, which will be a separate, separate entity in itself. But, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying this series. We're seeing different, very different things than what we're used to see, seeing. Like, like the prison, like the raft, was that's awesome. Like, it's, it's sad, like you had mentioned, but it is really cool to see the ins and outs of people just being in prison in this universe as well as the, the guards have insulated boots and make the prisoners barefoot so that they can get shocked if they act out or if they step out of their bunk um, without with, with, with it not being the time they're supposed to do that. But yeah, I think it's very interesting, this, this series. And then, of course, we're seeing the beginnings of the actual Rebel Alliance with Mon Mothma, uh, who's trying to raise funds from, I think, one of her high school or college buddies, uh, who's also a senator. So, yeah, did you have any other any other else you wanted to talk about with that one? Uh, no, not with uh, this series, no. All right, so let's get into the next topic, which, of course, is Black Adam. Came out last week. Me and Steven separately but both saw it on <laughs> on tuesday night um it was cheaper tickets and i don't know i haven't had a lot of we have dc hasn't have had a lot of luck recently with their movies and it's uh so i didn't wasn't really wanting to see it opening night where the people kept saying it's a great movie great movie you gotta see it there's a post credit scene that's really cool and there are what so the movie was really good so steven can i get a spoiler alert please Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alright, cool. So let's give it a one out of ten. What was what would you rate this movie, Steven? Uh I would rate it a I would say a seven point five right now. Okay. And why is that? Because I because I really enjoyed it. There's potential here, but there ne- I think there needs to be more storytelling here. And I think that there were some parts of the Black Adam movie that we're, we're kind of lacking, but mm-hmm. honestly, for a DC movie, I think a 7.5 is actually pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, as you had mentioned before, DC has not had the most luck in the last, what well, has to be like six, seven, eight years uh, with their with their, their films. So I, uh, I really did enjoy this. I really did. A 7.5, 2 and 8 for me. Um, I will say it's it's it is one of the best uh, films that DC has done to date. I still think that um, the Suicide Squad was the best uh, oh, sure. film that they uh, came out with, mm-hmm. but this was a nice second, you know. But yeah, that's, that's my rating. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's a good rating, and I'd probably rate around the same because it's it's a really good movie, and I agree with you about the storytelling. Definitely should have gotten more of that, but. I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the character development a little bit with, of course, uh, Adam Smasher and Cyclone, and then of course Hawkman, which, dude, that was those fights between Hawkman and of course Doc Doctor Fate. I forgot Doctor Fate. Of course Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. but just 
the characters, all these characters, which was so cool to see in the DC Universe live action. So, uh, no, I, I thought it was a really good movie. Of course, the, the little tease at the end with, uh, yeah, we already did the spoiler alert. So, yeah, the little tease at the end where we got Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Now, that is really cool because it seemed like for a little while there, the DC Universe was dwindling with their characters like we lost um who do we we lost uh batman and we lost oh uh, yeah ben affleck Black. yep yeah and then we lost uh then we lost henry cavill and then of course we know what's going on with the flash <laughs> could be facing up to six years in jail <laughs> so here's the hope yeah here's the hope but i'm i'd be super surprised if they still release the movie even though their main character is going to jail. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. But yeah, no, I really That would not look good in them no, on their part. It wouldn't. That would not look good at all. No, it wouldn't. But yes, I Hey, re- so this guy uh, committed uh, domestic violence, but hey, about you you give us some money and to see this movie, you know? Yeah, he's going to do his you marketing know, for yeah, the movie yeah. from prison. That'd be cool. Right. <laughs> Go see my movie, guys. I got to get some commissary. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Ezra Miller here reporting from Cell Block D. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. No, it was really cool seeing these characters live action. It's kind of... We're building up the universe a little bit, which is really cool because I hope eventually they'll do the... Uh, what's it called? The in... What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? The Injustice? Injustice. Yes, Injustice. I hope eventually they do like DC Civil War between oh, these characters, I, and they have to. But they they have to do so much world building exactly. for that to happen because they brought in what's his face, the demon character, um, which is a big step forward in doing that because Injustice that he he does play a crucial part in that storyline. Right, um, it's an epic battle that's on a different universe because they're like, oh, we can't destroy Earth. We can't, we got to swap it out somewhere else. And, oh my goodness. Like, I, I was impressed with the, I know that the CGI wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. I was impressed with the CGI they had for that character because I was afraid if they included someone of that caliber that it would look shitty like, I don't know, the Wonder Woman movie. Um, with with uh, Ares, I think it was Ares. Yep, yeah, yep. that looked like crap. Or um, Doomsday to an extent looked crappy. Or Steppenwolf, like all of those, didn't look the best. So I had, I had my my doubts, but I was very impressed. And I have a decent amount to say about this movie, and I I, I um, want to hear it. So get get into it. All right. Well, the first thing I'm about to say. I apologize, might seem controversial about this opinion, but I think it needs to be said. So, this film was a start to taking the uh, DCEU in the right direction, in my opinion. While I don't believe that it saved the universe completely, because there is a lot that needs to be done to fix this mess that Warner Brothers has made, I do believe that Black Adam is a great start to getting the ball rolling again. And this was a film that was in development for almost 10 years beca- right. before the DCU even like began with Superman. Now, after 
this showing, I feel that there is hope that quality content is on the horizon for this comic book universe that we have seen crash and burn for so long now. Mm -hmm. And here is where the controversial opinion comes in. The release of Black Adam makes the second film in a row that was done fairly well and the third DCEU property in a row to give us some life. The first film was last year with Suicide Squad, which was a lot of fun and done very well with James Gunn. Then you have James Gunn again with the Peacemaker series with starring John Cena, which did surprisingly well. And now you have this film, Black Adams. So in the time span since the Suicide Squad movie came out last year, DC has put out more quality content than the MCU. Sure has. I said it. I have said it. You're not wrong. It might sound controversial, but you know what? It feels like Marvel is getting a little lackadaisical um, with their with their work, and it just doesn't seem to be working anymore for me. And I was the kind of person that would rally behind the MCU regardless because I was like, you know what? There's nothing they can do wrong. They've built up this universe so much to the point where they can introduce any character and it's going to be great, but it isn't that anymore. Now, while MCU is getting way too comfortable with the kind of um, the kind of stories they are telling and the... Uh, and the, the shows that they're bringing out for us, it just seems to be missing something. DC can take advantage of that, and they can start to put on some quality content, like the Black Adam. Right. It, now, in the film, there's a fight between our lead character, Black Adam, and Hawkman. As you mentioned, they had fought multiple times. That ends this, but this, this, the fight scene I'm about to talk about, it ends up in a little boy's bedroom, destroying <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole room. Now, as they were fighting, the film makes it a point to destroy all the DC-related items in that room, whether it be Wonder Woman's um, poster, cut in half, uh, Batman's uh, action figure, destroyed, Hawk, Hawk, uh, Hawkeye, bleh, um, Aquaman, Slash, uh, Flash, Slash, Superman, Slash, like all of that. So they did. it made a point to do all of that. It just feels like this is a kind of hint that DC has acknowledged that their errors are here, and this scene was a metaphor for them scraping their original content, or scrapping their original content, to make way for better content. Right. That's what it felt like for me. Now, the next thing on this, on my, on my list here, has to do with Pierce Brosnan and Aldous Hodge, the people who play Dr. Fate and Hawkman. They are quite good in their roles. Probably the best things about the movie, to be honest, if if we have to, you know, be a little picky here. I believe they were, were one of the best parts of this movie in what was Dwayne Johnson's uh, movie. Their dynamic between Hawkman and Dr. Fate throughout the movie was amazing. And the fight scenes that they were a part of are made so much better with them being a part of it. Now, Hawkman is a badass who deserves more screen time in the DCEU. And it is with that that I say we need some kind of entry into the history of these characters and their legendary team. Yeah. Because I feel like we were gypped a bit with getting to know these characters better. I want to see more of Dr. Fate and Hawkman and even Adam Smasher and Cyclone. 
Now, while Adam Smasher had his funny moments throughout the film, there wasn't enough for him and Cyclone to be cared about as much. And if we had more to work with on these te- these uh, these members of the team, then the sacrifice at the end would have been so much more impactful and heartbreaking. If I'm being honest, I was saddened when, spoiler alert, Dr. Fate sacrificed himself because the sequence was pretty damn cool. But just imagine with the right amount of time to develop these characters individually as well as as a team, that moment would have gone from what it was to feeling more like Iron Man in Endgame. Mm. We would have cared so much about it and we would have been like, where does this take us from here? Oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. And people would be like tearing up, sobbing, like crying on somebody's shoulders. would be like, why would they do this? <laughs> but I was just sad. And I was like, oh man, why would they do that? I can't believe they killed them off. I don't know if that's but, the last we're going to see of Dr. Fate or a Dr. Fate because there's got to be another one at some point. Uh, it may not be Pierce Brosnan, right. but it's got to be, there's got to be another one because. I don't know. He's a good character. I, yeah. I thought the kid was going to put on the helmet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's Adam Smasher slash Dr. Fate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Adam Smasher. The, uh, oh, the kid. Oh, the kid kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's what kid, I was thinking one... too. I was thinking he might take the helmet. Yeah. So maybe eventually he will. Yeah, because at one point he ran away. And I was like, oh my goodness. He's probably going to go tor- towards where... Uh, they're fighting, and he's gonna pick up the helmet and be like, "All oh, right, I'm I'm Doctor Fate now, whatever." <laughs> um, but that didn't happen. <laughs> he just rallied all the people and like, "We gotta rebel against the against these evil forces," and that took like two seconds because before <laughs> they really got started in fighting them, it was uh, it was over. That but, that looked fun though, beating up those uh, skeletons. I was like, I would do this. That looks real fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now my question here is. Dr. Fate, mm-hmm. when they were fighting against uh, Black Adam, he changed his mind to believe that he was back in his own time, like 5,000 years ago. Yep. And that is how Hawkman was able to take advantage and get a good swing at him. Why didn't he use that same tactic against uh, our main bad guy? You know, that's a great I question. I don't understand. Like, he's never used again, but it's a very useful thing. Like, it's a plot armor kind of thing, because yeah. like. They use it when it's relevant to their story. But then they're like, ah, well, we'll forget about that now because it needs to be more dramatic. I'm like, okay. Well, you could also make the argument that it's kind of similar to Endgame or Infinity War, where Doctor Strange saw all the uh, realities where they did all this stuff. Maybe Doctor Fate saw the reality where he did that and it didn't work. So he decided not to do it. (laughs) So maybe that's That's the reason. Yeah, maybe. Um,. With with that in mind, though, if we're gonna be if we're gonna get technical, um, <laughs> and that's strange, I feel like if you just said, "All right, we need to get everybody together to fight right now. We can't be fighting alone." That's all you had to say. Be like, "There's one op- um one moment when we win." Now maybe he was just waiting until um, Thanos did not have the Infinity Gauntlet on him because he knew that it'd be absolutely impossible. But even with Thanos having the Infinity Gauntlet on, there were multiple moments where he could have just been destroyed. Yeah. Or not destroyed, but he could have been defeated if they were working together. But at separate moments, one person in the group or two people in the group do something absolutely stupid as heck. 
that gets everybody fucked. <laughs> and the, the, he gets obtaining, obtaining more and more Infinity Stones, the more and more powerful he gets. And he still almost got killed by Thor. Mm-hmm. But guess who didn't go for the head? That's right. That's My Thor. boy Thor. Didn't go for the head. That's Thor. Didn't go for the head. Um, so it kind of it's kind of reminds me of that with Doctor Fate because like if you have all these uh, if you know what's gonna happen you don't have to tell people what's gonna happen maybe just push them in the right direction I don't know mm-hmm. it feels like uh, we need to see more Doctor Str- Doctor Fate that's all I gotta say yeah for him sure him and Hawkman I really want to see them and he, I I would love to see Cyclone and Adam Smasher again too but I don't know. If if I'm being completely honest, if there was a weak link, I feel like it was Cyclone. I didn't feel like I, w- I wasn't given enough to care. Um, but Adam Smasher, honestly, like he had funny moments. He kind of reminded me of Scott Lang, um, which I know he's bi- that's kind of like the point because Ant Man, Adam Smasher, that kind of thing, Giant Man, like. But he's like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Explosion behind him. Ah, <laughs> dang it! Way. He tests to turn around. He goes back. He's like, other way. Damn it. <laughs> or when he's like he's giant man and a, a black adam like goes past me and goes what are you doing buddy i could have hit you and he puts his hand up and the hawk man hits him and i'm like oh man that's clever i love that that was good yeah <laughs> um like there were really good moments of this movie and i will never take away from that i really won't no no um because yeah. at the moment i'm kind of nitpicking because because of what we were given we kind of have the ability to because you could say so many bad things about the original Suicide Squad movie or the other Zack Snyder movies that have come out like there are a multitude of things you could say but I'm just nitpicking here because I have the opportunity to finally be like hey this was a really good movie right. let's just point out a few flaws right but I'm done with it but I'm I love the direction we're going in here I would love to see Dwayne Johnson again as Black Adam um, in another film Hopefully soon. I think that I'm going to say the opposite from what I said for Marvel, where I said Marvel needs to slow down and get back to quality content. I think that DC needs to like, take advantage of this this uh, success of a movie and push forward for more content. Mm-hmm. Now, that might sound hypocritical because you're like, oh, if you put more qu- content out there, and then it won't be good because it's you're you're doing uh, quantity over quality, but not necessarily. Because Marvel has expanded so much to the point where they have so many teams, like so many people working on multiple projects at a time. Like DC just needs to get get going again. Get two to three movies out there. Don't like this was the first movie I'm pretty sure of DC this year. So it was yeah. I think and it'll be the only one. <laughs> Yeah, so get get to like two or three movies a year without it being delayed, mind you, without it being delayed, and make it good. Actually make a world-building um, universe here with all your movies. Let them tie in together. Have Easter eggs. Have all this other stuff. Make it good. And you have a shot here. Don't waste it because this is you're, you are at the point where you have the advantage where Marvel is trying to figure out their way in the next stage, the next phase of of the MCU in phase five coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, take advantage of that and put out some content that will help you build up to an Avengers level kind of movie. Now, I'm not saying it has to be Justice League because we, 
I'm okay with not having a Justice League movie. I'll see the Justice Society movie. I would see a well, Injustice movie would be a long ways to go. We have to, that, that's like a, a uh a, like a, a box office a blockbuster um years down the line. We're not ready for that, but um I would love to see some team up movies. Yeah. But we gotta build up to it. DC, take advantage while you can. Look at what you did right. Look at what what um, people are saying you did wrong. But for the fans to for for ninety percent of fans to to really love this movie, I think that's a that's a a step in the right direction because most of these fans, if we're being completely honest, they have some kind of comic book reading background because it's DC and like it's not mainstream. It's not like pop culture referency or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you're watching it for that for the content of of a story. So um that's, that's it's a great step in the right direction. Yep. No, yeah, you're right. It it's a great step cuz like you mentioned Marvel is going maybe a little too fast which is hindering the quality of the project. Uh and then of course right. we got DC who's going just a little too slow. Like I think one movie a year might not get us to uh, to a team-up movie or an Injustice justice movie or even a Justice Society movie. I don't know, anytime soon because they have, of course, they have Aquaman next year, The Flash, and Shazam. And, yeah. So I think they need to kind of speed it up a little bit. I'm sure that next year's projects will be delayed. Some One of them will definitely be delayed. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I want to say I really like this movie. I, I love the slow-motion little not really battle but the slow motion scene at the beginning of the movie when he steps out of the cave and he's like dodging the missiles <laughs> and oh I yeah really that like really that cool. scene yeah i like i like that scene that was fun it uh, kind of reminded me of uh if i could waste time in a bottle yeah oh my goodness uh, with oh my god days of yep. future's past with x-men yep. yeah is Oh, but man, awesome. that was a really cool scene. I the kid was kind of cool. I mean, I think we probably need a little more background with him. But that was that was cool. Uh, and of course, the only reason why those two, the mother and, and of course the brother and the son, were in the movie was to kind of humanize Black Adam, because Black Adam was trying to protect that family because like he wasn't able to protect his his own family, you know. Right, uh, because they oh, yeah. his family died, and his son died. So like we get that information later. But I would agree with you. Hawkman was my favorite character in this whole movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is Hawkman human or is he just he's like an he's very very old and has uh, is kind of like a, like a god on earth or something. Um, From what I remember, him and Hawk Girl. Yeah. Um are ancient beings. I just don't remember where. Okay. I will look that up. I will look it up and get back to you on that. Okay, I appreciate that. But, yeah, because I, when I watched, uh, I think it was The Flash on CW, or it might have been The Arrow, but, um, but yeah, so they, they were Hawkgirl and Hawk, Hawk, Hawkman were both in the, one of those series, and I'm pretty sure they're just ancient beings that can never die. Uh, 
because I think the other one has to kill the other one. I don't know. But that's getting into the lore of things that we don't need to get into. But Hawkman, really cool. Definitely want to see him again. Uh, I could care less for Adam Smasher. I know he was he had funny lines every once in a while, but I didn't really care about him too much. And he was he was funny. But then uh, Cyclone, she she seemed like she was the more intelligent one of the group, which was cool. And uh, which made sense because I think they said, I think she had had like a sixteen hundred GPA or something. <laughs> uh, not GPA, sixteen hundred uh, score on the SATs. And oh yeah, I know something about. But yeah, yep. she, she was cool. But like. Like you had mentioned, we didn't get enough background with these these characters, which would have been cool to see. But I'm hoping that we'll see them again in the future at some point. And yeah, and I I kind of I really like the way they went about it. The the bad guys in the movie because at first it was Black Adam who they were fighting, and then eventually they come together for a common cause to fight the what was his name? Sabak. Yeah, Sabak. Yeah, so. Because yeah. he sh- he has says Shazam and then the other ones say Sabak uh, right. when they want the Hell Gang to come up, but yeah, so that's that's that, and then of course they come together and he <laughs> freaking Black Adam rips them in half. Um, just <laughs> tell 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 them your um, the Man in Black sent you. Well, that's what he said, right? Right. <laughs> tell them the Man in Black that's what he sent said. you. Yep. Uh, so he just right rips them he apart. Them. Yep. But I agree, there there was an emotional aspect of the movie where, of course, uh, Dr. Fate was trying to save his friends, and so he ends up sacrificing himself for his friends. And yeah, I, I think it was a cool idea to have the three, the three heroes watch him die, because I think it was more impactful that way, rather than seeing him die off screen kind of thing. But it was yeah. it was nice to see him actually die, um, even though I'm I'm sure we'll see some kind of, some form of Doctor Fate in the future, and but the, overall this movie was great. It was a like great start, like you said, to building to the DCU, uh, to what it needs to be, and we, we, in the past we got Wonder Woman 1984, which was garbage. Unfortunately, I didn't, don't like to say that kind of stuff. But I like to stay positive, but it was not good at all. And then, of course, we had Suicide Squad in the past. Um, Aquaman was okay. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, but, yeah, and then we got Black Adam, which was really cool. Suicide Squad. And eventually we'll get Aquaman 2, The Flash, which is eh. And then Shazam 2, which we saw a trailer for. It showed a trailer of that one right before the movie started and. I think it looks pretty cool. It's just kind of another Black Adam movie, but uh, I think it looks pretty cool to see the Shazam too. But yeah, that's uh, those are my thoughts on the movie. Did you have any other thoughts? Uh, no. No. Nope. Wow. Okay. Got a short list today, mm-hmm. huh, Stephen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a lot. What? Well, one last thing I'll say is that I ended up punching the air. When um when Superman came on the screen in the post credit or the mid credit scene, right? I um well she was like, you might be able to take down anybody from your world, but I have friends from other worlds, and of course I was like, oh, okay, Superman, but I wasn't expecting them to bring down Superman to start. I thought they were gonna bring <laughs> somebody else up, but then they were like, we need to talk, 
and you see Black Adam sm- smile. I was like, ah, oh, I punched the air. I stood up. Like everyone's like, it was like there was like nobody there in the theater, but there were people in front of me and people people behind me. And I stood up and I started punching the air. I was like, yes, <laughs> because this bring this gives us hope. Because I think that Henry Cavill deserved a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that he was gypped with what Zack Snyder had brought to the table. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that Man of Steel was a crappy movie, because it wasn't. It helped p- put us into the situation in the first place. It's just, after a movie like that, there was a lot of building that needed to be done, and it didn't get there. It felt very wishy-washy. It didn't feel good. So having Henry Cavill back, hopefully under a different director and hopefully under better um corporate oversight so that when they are looking at they're not just saying oh let's do whatever's gonna make us money no yeah do what's gonna tell the story because if you can give good storytelling people are gonna show up to the theaters and watch the fucking movie man it's not about oh we gotta do this lazy thing because it's gonna make us money we're gonna save some money we're gonna make some money no the people are not gonna like it, and no one's people. Less and less people are gonna be like, oh, "All right, let's uh, let's see the movie." No, mm-hmm. give them hope, give them something to look forward to yeah. in DC. Because I think that's exactly why they did the mid credit scene because of they they really want to give people hope. Yeah, which is what and of course, what for. does the S stand for? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. 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 So there you go. <laughs> I think this is a good step in the right direction. All That's right. right. Yeah, and according yes. to a report by Hollywood Reporter, a project that would essentially be Man of Steel 2 is being produced by Charles Roven and is currently in search of writers. So, yeah, which, of course, makes a whole lot of sense because this was that report was released a few days prior to the movie releasing in theaters. Uh, and then, of course, this week, Henry Cavill himself put out a video saying, I just wanted to make sure everyone saw the movie, but yes, I am back as Superman and will be showing up in many more projects, DC movies in the, in the future. So, Ooh, buddy. yeah, oh, so we're yeah. going to be getting Superman a lot more in the future. I just now, I hope that, I hope that Ben Affleck says he's back for good as well. That would be cool because we, I liked his version as Batman and if they're not going to have the, um, the hell's his name <laughs> who's the other batman <laughs> the oh robert pattinson robert pattinson yeah if they're not gonna have him as the batman then i'd i'm okay with uh ben affleck and yeah i'm looking forward to that in the future that'd be that's gonna be really cool to see uh where superman comes up next but yeah oh yeah but yeah, so that that will do it for those topics. So let's get into the geek topics. Uh, we have geek topic number one. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special released its first trailer, and we will be getting a special presentation on November 25th, or the special presentation on November 25th, 2022, which is the day after Thanksgiving in the U.S. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's cool. I think it's a Friday, I believe. Uh, but Steven, you haven't watched this trailer yet, right? I have not, no. Okay, you well, want to watch it? Let's watch it, yeah. Go ahead. All right, it's playing now. <laughs> Jingle bell. 
I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. We don't have time for trivialities like Christmas. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. Maybe if we go to Earth for a really wonderful Ooh. Christmas gift, it would make him happy. Get out of here. They tell to Earth? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Something special he will never forget. What about someone special? We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. <laughs> We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you just said that, Trent. No way. Mouse, yep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> You're coming with us. That's a Christmas present. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, Cosmo. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. Cosmo, dude. Oh man! Shit, that was good. I'm currently we're currently playing the me and Emily are currently playing the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. He's in that oh, for a decent are. period right now. Okay. Yeah, so that was fun to see him again. Oh man, hopefully he has a bigger role this time than he did in the first movie when they showed him briefly. Yeah, but, in, uh, in the collector's case. Yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. Oh man. Yeah. So what I do didn't you think have, about that. Well, I didn't have high expectations going in for the, the holiday special. I thought it would be something fun, and that's exactly what it looks like we're going to get, and I'm fine with it because, oh, man, I love holiday specials. I love the special presentations. They they knocked it out of the park, I think, with Werewolf by Night because it wasn't too long, wasn't too short, and it's... There was no follow-up. Didn't, you didn't have to have a follow-up. Uh, episode or movie or anything like that with it. It was it was cool. It was cool for what it was. So this could be a special presentation that has nothing really to do with uh, the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie that's coming out. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with it. I love just having some fun, watching something that is fun for the whole family and has Kevin Bacon. That's freaking right. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> You're coming with Is us. Is he a part of the Avengers now? <laughs> you haven't been on the team in a while. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yeah, they just bust into his house mm. and like, "You're coming with us." And he's like, "No, maybe a lot." No. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Cosmo officially. And yeah, this is coming out November twenty fifth. So. Uh, a little bit less than a month from now, we get get that one right after just getting, uh, just getting the um, Werewolf by Night. Of, when, when was that? That was the thirtieth. I got. I think of September. Is that when we got the Werewolf by Night? That's when we got it. Was uh, that long ago? I think so. I think it was about Dang. a few weeks ago now that we got that. I think I might be wrong, but pretty okay. sure it was either end of September or very early October. That we got that. Mm. Okay. Could also right. be the middle of I, October. Uh, Who knows? Who even knows anymore? But <laughs> <laughs> they all blend together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what were your overall thoughts on the uh, the trailer? And are you excited to see this now? Uh, definitely excited to see this. Overall thoughts: I thought it was very, um, very fun and and light and. I don't know if if you can add this as another holiday movie, as another yeah. um, like Christmas film, that'd be spectacular. I love yeah. those kind of holiday movies, especially come when whenever you're coming close to the Christmas season. Like I'm, I'm gonna say like the week of Thanksgiving, for example. 
from that point on all the way to Christmas Day. I love watching, like, just gathering up by the fire with some hot chocolate and marshmallows <laughs> and watching some nice Christmas movies. And if you can make this an annual Christmas movie, one that you, that can be repeated every single year as tradition, then that's that's success on Marvel's part considering their movies aren't tended to aren't supposed to do that. Right. So a nice holiday special might just be what we need from Marvel to end the year because it started off a little wish like wonky with the movies they that they came out with. Their their TV shows haven't been the best. Uh Werewolf by Night was really good. I'll give you that. Um we're still looking at uh Black Panther coming out in a couple of weeks now. Yep. So that might turn some things around as far as the cinematic universe goes, but um, I think the perfect way to end the, the year would be on a high note with this holiday special. I think that they're going to do a really good job. Yep, and they filmed this at the same time they filmed the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, so, yeah, they filmed them back-to-back, which makes sense because... <laughs> why do it and then come back later to do the holiday special, which makes no sense. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for this one. And like you said, if uh, it becomes like an every year holiday type of thing, like movie where we just sit down and watch it because of course it's Christmas related. So why not? That would be cool. I just watched a uh, Hawkeye again for the first time since it came out. And that's also a Christmas kind of show because it takes place during Christmas. Yeah. And That's fair. I'll give you that one. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, like you said, we have a couple of weeks till we get Black Panther, and then this will end the year of Marvel. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, we've gotten a lot Damn. this year. Not all of it really good, but we've gotten, <laughs> we've gotten a lot of Marvel this year. And I'm sure it's going to yeah, be yeah. even more next year because uh, they yeah. they just announced, well, not announced, but there's a heavy rumor right now that Secret invasion will come out around march i think the end of march of 2023 so and then after that it'll be uh i think either echo or loki but yeah those three will be kind of in a row and then we'll get the what if series season two later in the in the year but that's the kind of we'll talk about that later when we talk about what's going to be happening next year because we'll have more information then but yeah, I'm excited because I know we don't have a whole lot of information yet, but when of course when it comes out, we'll be definitely breaking down that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Any other thoughts, Stephen? Nope. No. Can't wait. All right, so let's jump into the DC universe. Geek topic number two. We got James Gunn and Peter Safran named co-chairmen and CEOs of DC Studios. So uh, Warner Brothers slash uh, what's the other one called? It's not it's not it's Warner Media slash discovery i believe yeah discovery they just created a dc studios uh to focus on their dc projects and the hollywood reporter notes that gun will focus on the creative side of things while stefan sefran will head up the business and production elements both will still direct and produce individual projects as well in a joint statement they both said we're honored to be the stewards of these DC characters we've loved since we were children. We look forward to collaborating with the most talented writers, directors, and actors in the world to create an integrated, multi-year, 
uh, universe and still allows for the individual expression of the artists involved. Our commitment to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Harley Quinn, and the rest of the DC stable of characters is only equaled by our commitment to the wonder of, of human possibility these characters represent. So, I'm sorry, that was a mouthful and I do apologize. But uh, yeah, so just breaking it down, James Gunn and Peter Safran are now head of a new DC Studios. And of course, we have trust in James Gunn because he, he directed Suicide Squad and Peacemaker for the DC Universe. Uh, so, Stephen, what were your overall thoughts when you heard this? So, everything that James Gunn has touched, he has salvaged. Mm-hmm. For instance, Guardians of the Galaxy. Before that, didn't really hear from, about him. But Guardians of the Galaxy, this was a crew that not a lot of people had heard about. And he turned it into a household uh, name. Mm -hmm. You know, the characters are now household names. Um, Guardians 2, great. Suicide Squad, the first one was garbage. So no one had any reason to believe that the second one was going to be any better. Because if you can't get it right in the first try, why bother with a sequel? Usually the point of a sequel is because of the successes you had from the first one. But no. It was reversed. The f- it was like the first one never even happened because the second one was so damn good because James Gunn just took control of it mm-hmm. and made it great. And then he says, how about I sprinkle a little bit more on here? You know one of those characters, a Peacemaker? <laughs> While he was a cool part of the movie, was he the best part? I don't know. Probably not. But let's make, him, let's make a uh, TV series out of him. And I'm like, I don't know if it's the best idea. I'm not sure if it's, if it's worth having an entire series about this one guy and... Damn, was I wrong, because he took charge of that as well, and he made a fucking amazing TV series, if not the best TV series, comic book TV series of 2022. Yeah. Now, I stand by that till the day I die. 2022 (laughs) was the year of Peacemaker. It was the year of DC. Um, Well, it was the year of James Gunn as well, and now that he has taken charge here and he has a bigger role in the DC, in DC, you have no worries anymore. I don't know the second guy here, but with James Gunn, everything he touches, it turns to gold. Like he could turn coal into to gold? diamonds. <laughs> he like turned turn coal into diamonds. <laughs> I almost said I almost said uh, gold, but I was like, it sounds weird. Uh, coal <laughs> into, into diamonds. It, he can turn water into wine. He could turn. And I'm, I'm just. That was bad, but like so he's Jesus now. Okay, he has a way of salvaging things that we thought were unsalvageable, and with DC going through some kind of a rebuild at the moment, I think who better to have at the helm than James Gunn, because he just it feels like he knows what needs to be done. He will take charge. He won't. He won't. What's the word I'm looking for? Like tiptoe around the bush, mm-hmm. as I think it's the saying. Um, he won't. He won't shy away from what needs to be done. He will push the envelope and make DC greater for it. So, I think this is an amazing move. I hope that um, DC is able to thrive so much more now with him being present there um, and him having a creative role as well. 
Like that's kind of it. Kind of feels like what Kevin Feige does for for Marvel. Like he has a, a creative say in all of these properties of Marvel. So if James Gunn has a say in these creative properties, maybe we get back to back to back to back to back um, great properties from DC to a part uh, to a point when we don't have to worry about a movie being good anymore by DC. It's just. Oh, there's another DC movie coming out. Can't wait to see it. Let's do it. Let's go to the theaters and let's give our theories about it. Let's do this <laughs> and that. But you feel, I really feel like you can't really do that at the moment because they haven't done enough, enough world building and they haven't done a successful job in the DCEU. But this is this might all be be get, getting ready to change mm-hmm. and for the better. That so is I'm, the I'm excited. hope, dude. Yeah. I'm excited for what this future holds for DC, and I hope, I I wish James Gunn and Peter the best in uh, their endeavors, and I hope we get some good content moving forward. Of course, Black Adam was awesome, so I hope we get more things like Peacemaker and uh, and Suicide Squad. That'd be really really cool to see. And he he even mentioned Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Holly Quinn, and the rest of the DC stable of characters. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll only have to see what happens with them, and uh, we'll wish them the best of luck, right? Indeed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, let's uh, move on to geek topic number three, which is our final geek topic of the night. And we have Ant-Man in the Wasp Quantumania released its first official trailer, which is coming in, uh, which the movie, of course, is coming in February 17th, 2023. So did you want to go ahead and watch this one as well? I certainly do. All right. I have it pulled up right here. You do? All right. All three, right. two, one, go. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're at XCon. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. You got hired at Baskin Robbins. Everywhere <laughs> awesome. I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man. What? Spider-Man? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's why we made this. Oh, is that Cass? It's like a satellite yep. for deep it's space, but like... Quana. Wait, wait a They changed the actress? They did, yeah. She looks different. Down to the they quantum realm. The what are they doing? Turn it off. Why? Now! Oh, so they're going to be in the quantum realm for quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Where are we? Ah, yes. Come on. I can get you home. And give you more time. If you help me, 
So, what's it gonna be? Batman. Oh man, he's so dead. Oh my gosh, he's so dead. Yeah, I know we mentioned this before. Ant-Man is definitely going to die in this movie, right? Yeah, it's just not even a question. Just like the way that Kang just stares him down. He's looking at him, he's like, so what's it going to be, Ant-Man? Because you know that you don't defeat him. You definitely don't defeat Kang in this movie, so... There are going to be casualties, and people are going to be like, oh, fuck, who is this Kang the Conqueror? Well, guess what? He's a Conqueror. He just fucked up Ant-Man and the Wasp and the rest of that that universe. Yeah. It's, uh, this is going to be fun. Oh, man, I cannot wait. But the movie it's is coming out in, like, much, four months. Yeah, it's, it's very soon. And the movie is pr- pretty much a, I'm guessing, a time heist again. Because just like they did in Ant- in Endgame, where they had to steal the Infinity Stones back in from time, uh, I'm guessing what he's looking for requires them to time travel because that's kind of Kang's thing, right? Uh, so that I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, Ant Man go on this time heist for him or any kind of heist because it's it's some kind of heist, right? Because that's the only reason why he would need Ant Man because Ant Man's good at heists. Um, it's his best feature, yeah. His best feature, right? Exactly. So. Yeah, this movie is going to be freaking bonkers, and I guarantee someone big is going to die in this movie. And it's got to be, I think it's going to be Ant-Man. Because if it is Ant-Man, it would make sense, because that's similar to what happens in the Young Avengers storyline. Uh, where, well, it's he doesn't die from Kang, he, kind of, he dies from Wanda. Wanda kind of explodes on him. She kind of like explodes and kills Ant-Man. And so, yeah. And then, of course, the Young Avengers are formed, and then um, Cassie is kind of still bummed out from it. And she's trying to become a superhero, and that's when she becomes Stature, and that's when she ends up getting the the powers to shrink and, and begin without even having to use a suit. She could just do that on her own. That is very impressive. Okay, yeah, I guess kind of similar to Adam Smasher, where he can just do whatever he wants. But yeah, because he inherited those powers, that's right? From his yeah, from yeah. his Henry Winkler, yeah, from his from his hunk his uncle Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to this movie. How about you? Oh, I really am. I think I. Uh, I jinxed myself with 2022 as far as the movies coming out with Doctor Strange and with uh, with Thor, but 2023, oh my goodness, you got, I'm pretty sure Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out that year, mm-hmm. you got Ant-Man Quantum Mania, you have all these different TV shows that are coming out, like Echo and Loki and uh, there's one more that we just talked about. Oh, Secret Invasion. Um, Secret Invasion. So it's going to be an absolute bonkers year for the MCU. Yeah. I just hope they can do it very well. I really do. Um, the CGI in this trailer, I wasn't the biggest fan of at points, but I uh, I can look past that considering I don't think they're completely done with the movie. No, they, they still not. have time to edit, do reshoots, and all that other stuff. So here's, here's hoping. Yeah. we're looking Here for the best. Here is to hope and yeah, uh, 
But like we said, next is is uh, a Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So that has to be the first one for us to see, which is coming out in a couple weeks. But yeah, Stephen, is there anything else you'd like to talk about today that's geek related or just normal related, I guess? Doesn't have to be hmm. related if you don't want. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I do. I don't think so. Well, yeah, this was a this was a good episode. We talked about a lot of good stuff. Um, if, anyone listening, I am a Doctor Who fan uh, as well, and I, I do watch doc, a lot of Doctor Who. And of course, there was a big thing that happened in the last episode from Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, and when she regenerated. She regenerated into spoiler, but I'm not telling you because uh, that's not what we're here to talk about today. But it was pretty big, and if you haven't seen it, go freaking watch that because that was really cool. Uh, Doctor Who, Stephen, you gotta watch Doctor Who. It's really good. Nah, but there's th- so many seasons. I know though. there is so many seasons. <laughs> I just started with uh, Chris Eccleston that I think came out in like two, the early 2000s. I think it was 2005, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. It's your people who are already watching it probably have been into it for a while, and yeah, it's probably not worth watching yeah. it at this point. <laughs> but it <laughs> is a really good series and show. So can't wait for more All seasons right. of Doctor Who. But yeah, I think yeah. that is all we have to talk about today. I'm sure we'll talk about more stuff coming in the coming weeks. Of course, Andor next week and black panther the following week and steven where can the good people find us good people i talk to you every single week about this <laughs> so uh write it down somewhere if, you're, if you keep forgetting stop this forgetting. is kind of a problem stop forgetting man i already told you this you know where you can find us on spotify mm-hmm. you know where else you can find us on apple podcast mm-hmm. yo we got two places we can <laughs> find our podcasts where our our lovely f- uh, fans and listeners can just go on there and geek out as to their heart's content. Mm-hmm. But you know where else you can find us? You can find us on Instagram, where we have all things geek, all these topics coming to you as soon as we find out about them. You find out about them, too. We have a Flavor of the Geek pod- uh, podcast um, TikTok as well that kind of promotes our, uh, our podcast, our channel. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, flavor of the geek pod at gmail.com email address that uh, we like to use from time to time. Now, uh, you can use it too if you want to. Just email us a quick uh, question or, or inquiry or something, you know, just throw it our way. We will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. But that is where you can find us. Now, I hope you wrote that down this time, guys, because not I will not be saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> he's not saying it again until you forget about it next week. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that will do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. So just remember, my name is Matthew. My name is Cosmo. And, and we, we love, love you 3000. 3,